Hola, hola, ¿cómo estás? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is treating you kind. Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy New Year. I am your host, Jenny Perez, and welcome to the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast, a podcast where I love to empower you, the Latina mom, raising bilingual children connected to their roots. So bienvenida o bienvenido if you're a dad too. On today's episode, I want to talk about Bilingual Parenting 101. And the reason I want to kick off the new year with this topic is because I've been getting a lot of messages and a lot of questions about starting to raise a bilingual child. And I think because it is the new year, you know, we have very good intentions of starting new things or or starting new goals. So in today's podcast, in today's episode, I am going to give you all the tips about how to start on this bilingual parenting journey. But first, I want to talk to you about uh, how my new year was. So if if you don't want to hear about my near, just skip over like the next few minutes. <laughs> so we went down to Florida. We, meaning my husband, my daughter, and I went, we drove down to Florida. So we are in New Jersey and we drove uh, a total of 50 hours going and coming. So it was 25 hours going and 25 hours coming back. And part of it, like a normal trip to Florida is probably 20 hours, but because of the holidays, because um, I have a small bladder and I have a daughter with <laughs> platter and we have to stop and hay que orinar gente hay que parar y hacer chichi and uh, <laughs> so you know my husband is like a camel he can go like 10 hours and not have to go to the bathroom but we had to stop like every two to three hours I mean there was like one stretch where it was like four hours where we didn't have to pee and that was like amazing <laughs> at least amazing for my husband so let me tell you I don't think I will do this trip again because without like prolonging it like maybe three days going and like spending uh, time somewhere because 25 hours in a car cooped up with your husband and your child is a lot of and if you have more than one children more than one child preparate it is a lot of hours to be just there and so I I don't know about you but and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or, or que lo que está pasando but I feel like I'm getting car sick. <laughs> like before I could just like sit, watch a movie, read a book and, you know, I cannot do that anymore. So I, for the most part, I can sit for about 15 to 20 minutes at a time when my stomach is good before, after that, my stomach is like, yeah, no, I feel nauseous. So se me hizo eterno, se me hizo eterno este viaje because uh, I couldn't work as I normally do like on my computer. I spent some time on my phone that that's a little bit more tolerable. I couldn't read and I love to read, but it's it's so interesting because I was I was telling my husband like when I'm in an airplane like I don't have this problem but he said that it's because you see like the movement and like you know the road go by stuff go by and in the air you're not so you don't have like that visual stimulation so anyway it was just long and let me tell you something when you're in a long car ride you learn a lot about the people <laughs> that you are with good or bad you learn a lot so I mean I did some of the driving I, I will say my husband didn't do all of the driving he did the most of the driving I took over but uh yeah it, it's something about being cooped up in a car for so long it's just very interesting like like I said you learn a lot about people and I learned that I don't know if I want to be stuck in a car with my husband for 25 hours <laughs> <laughs> my husband is a musician he goes on tour all the time especially like now that after COVID the situation is getting somewhat back to normal uh, and musicians are going back on tour and stuff I don't know how they do it they're like cooped up in this like uh, van or bus for days sometimes for 30 days and yo no sé cómo no se matan <laughs> 
like I would be like, you're getting on my nerves. We gotta go. <laughs> but all good. You know, todo en la vida es una experiencia de aprendizaje. Everything is a learning experience. And I know that uh, I I don't think more than 10 hours in a car I can do. So, uh, so yeah, so that was that. And now that we spent, once we got to Florida, we got to spend Christmas with my mommy. We did natilla, we did buñuelos. Um, bailamos un, you know, un ratico ahí con mi mamá. It was, it was very special uh, that I got to spend Christmas. That was something that le pedí mucho a Dios que me, que me diera esta oportunidad de compartir esta Navidad con mi mamá. I, I prayed that I would be blessed to be able to spend uh, this Christmas with my mom, or I should say last Christmas. And I was given that, that opportunity. So I, believe me, I do not take that for granted. And muy especial, muy especial. Uh, we came back for New Year's because my daughter Victoria is a hockey player and she did her arena debut. She's all seven years old and they had a three-minute game at uh, the New Jersey Prudential Center. Uh, it was very, very fun and it, what a great way to start the new year. So that was our new year. I hope that you had a great new year. I hope that it was uh, fun and pleasant and more than anything, I hope that you made lots of memories with your familia, eh, que comieron bien rico, que disfrutaron. Y now back to intentions and and goals or resolutions if that's what you're into. But uh, I'm going to help you get started with that today. Así que let's get to it. So I've been getting this question quite a bit, and it is, I want to raise a bilingual child, but I don't know how to start or I don't know where to start. And it doesn't matter whether you're just considering raising a bilingual child, like if you're pregnant, it doesn't matter whether your children are five or six years old or they're toddlers or they're infants. It really doesn't matter at what stage your children are at because all of these principles really apply to everything, to whether you're pregnant, whether you have toddlers, whether you have infants, or whether your children are a little bit grown. So today I'm going to help you address what is your starting point and how to begin, how to, how to even begin to navigate this bilingual parenting journey. So if some of the information you hear is sounds a little bit redundant, it may be a little redundant if you've been a longtime listener. And if not, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And know that it's maybe a refresher for, for others. Uh, these principles are principles that really don't change much in the bilingual parenting journey or really any journey that requires a long-term commitment. So these are the four main things that you need to know and understand if you want to begin your bilingual parenting journey. So the first step that I like to teach is one, know where you are at. So what tends to happen is that people focus a lot on the second goal, which is knowing where you are going, okay? That's that's the goal. That it's, you know that you want to raise a bilingual child, right? That That is the second step. But a lot of people miss the first step, the third step, and the fourth step, and they just sort of dive in. And what ends up happening is that it's like a dog chasing the tail because you know what you want, but you don't know how to get there. So in order for you to know how to get there, you have to first know where you are at right now. So if you are wanting to raise a bilingual child, you have to assess what does your life look like right now? And when it comes to bilingual parenting, that means 
how confident and comfortable are you speaking Spanish? Like, do you feel proficient? ¿Tú hablas español bien? ¿Tienes gramática súper? ¿Tienes problemas con el español? ¿Te sientes a un nivel 10, del 1 al 10 con el español? Is that where you are at? Are you more like in the middle where you prefer speaking English, but you feel confident that you can have a conversation in español, así como te estoy hablando yo a ti? Or do you feel like your Spanish is not that good and you're at a basic level? and you feel unsure or not as confident and you still want to raise a bilingual child but because you're not confident in your language level you're a little bit hesitant on where to begin so that is number one is you have to acknowledge and understand where you are at and that is where is your proficiency level in your language okay that's one the second thing is what does your support network look like Okay, who are the people around you that can support you in this bilingual parenting journey? Does that mean your spouse? Because that's not always the case. It, do you have uh, abuela, abuelo that can chip in? Uh, do you have caregivers? Do you have a nanny? Do you have people in school? Do you have tias? Do you have tios? Do you have primas? Or do you have friends? Who in your network can help you in your bilingual parenting journey. And this is really important because this is, you're painting a picture of where you are at now. It's like, I always say like, if in order for you to uh, go somewhere, you have to plug in the GPS. And part of that GPS is understanding what that direction, uh, what your starting point is and where you want to go. So it's very important. The other thing is acknowledge where your child is in their language. So if your child is a baby, obviously it's he's very, or she's very open because there hasn't been a lot of language exposure. If their toddlers, uh, have they been exposed to the language? Do they have some understanding? Do they have little understanding? Do they have no understanding? If your child is five, six, seven years old, do they have some understanding? Do they have no understanding? Can they speak? Can they understand? That is understanding where you are at. That is understanding your starting point. So you want to write down all of these things uh, and sit down, have a brainstorm of where you are at in this journey before you begin to implement anything. That is your number one point. The second point in your, in beginning your bilingual parenting journey is understanding where you want to go. And where you want to go means what level of proficiency do you want your child to have? Do you want your child to be totally fluent? Do you want them to uh, speak, read, and write Spanish? Do, do you want them to be able to read Gabriel Garcia Marquez book and understand what he wrote? What level of proficiency do you want your child to have? What are those expectations? Or are you okay with your child just being able to communicate with uh, their abuelos, their extended family, and perhaps you don't expect them to be a translator at the United Nations? That's sort of where I'm at. My goal for my daughter was for her to be able to communicate with my mom, que habla muy poquito inglés, and to be able to hold a conversation with her extended family. If one day she becomes a translator at the United Nations, hey, fantástico. But my expectation is that no, she doesn't have to have perfect Spanish. She doesn't have to have perfect gramática. Yes, we are teaching her reading and writing and all of that. But my expectation is that it doesn't have to be perfect. That's me. Is she bilingual? Yes. Does she have a different level of bilingualism than perhaps somebody that is immersed 24-7 in the language? Yes, but I am okay with that. So this is your comfort level. What are your expectations for your child? Okay, that's very important where you want to go because where you want to go will sort of direct you, right? In this, you also have to manage your own level of expectations. So if you expect your child to be 100% fluent and bilingual and you would like them to be a translator at the United Nations, but they are not getting the exposure 
exposure that they need in order to achieve this on a daily basis? Are your expectations realistic? So that is important because you cannot expect your child to be 100% fluent with perfect grammatica if they don't have the exposure. Because in order for somebody to acquire a language or to learn a language, they need to have two things, and that is exposure and the need to communicate or use the language. So if your child is not getting that exposure and that need to use the language, guess what? As much as you want them to be a translator in the United Nations, they probably are not going to be there, okay? So that is true, understanding where you want to go in this bilingual parenting journey. Okay, so number step one is understanding and acknowledging where you are at, where your child is at, what your network looks like, support network looks like. Step two is understanding where you want to go, where you want your child to go in terms of proficiency and managing your expectations. Step three is probably the most important one and the one that nobody thinks about, and that is understanding your why. And understanding your why really means that you get down to the core reason of why you want to raise a bilingual child. And when you start peeling back the layers, you get down to the core reason of why you want to raise a bilingual child. And I like to do an exercise called the clarity tool. And the clarity tool just basically means that you start off with a question and you answer the question and and then you continue to ask the question until you get down to basically you're in tears. So for example, why do you want to raise a bilingual child may look like I want to raise a bilingual child uh, because I want my child to have more opportunities in life. Why do you want your child to have more opportunities in life? Because I struggled a lot when I came to this country and I don't want my child to have the same struggles. Why don't you want your child to have those same struggles? Because my family worked very hard to get to where we are today and I don't want my child to have those same struggles and I don't want to erase everything that my family has worked so hard uh, to accomplish. Why don't you want to erase everything that your family has accomplished? Because my family worked very hard and not pursuing this or not doing this for my child would mean erasing what my family has done and taking a step back in time. And I really want to progress forward. Why don't you want to erase everything that your family has done and progress forward? Because I want to make my family proud and I want to pave the way for the next generation. And I want them to understand uh, the value of where they come from. And why do you want them to understand the value of where they come from? Uh, because we come from a place of love and generosity. And those are values that I don't want to get lost. And why don't you want those values to get lost? Because that comes from a place of love. I want my children to grow up understanding that they come from a place of love and generosity and uh, and what we stand for. So as and you can go on and on and on. So as you can see, the the deeper you go uh, and in peeling back the layers, you get down to your core reason of why you really want to raise a bilingual child. And this is important because this is your driving fuel. This is on the days that you don't want to wake up, on the days where it's hard, on the days where tú no estás escuchando que te están respondiendo en español. When you have this written somewhere, what your true motivation is, what your why is, I promise you, this is. Going 
going to be your source of motivation to keep you going. And this is really important. And I teach this in language learning, but honestly, this can be applied to anything, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to save money, whether uh, you want to get an education, whether you want to change careers. This exercise is very valuable in instilling in yourself a sense of motivation. And motivation is important because it's what you come back to to continue to pursue something that is important to you. So if raising a bilingual child is important to you, then this exercise is super important. So that is step three. So recap, step one is understanding where you are at. Step two is understanding where you want to go. Step three is understanding your why. And step four, now that you have step one, step two, and step three, you haven't started teaching them anything at this point yet, right? Now you have the foundation. Step four, now you can look into what are the tools, strategies that you need in order to help get you there. So this step four is when you start to implement the actual action. This is when you can say, well, I know what I want. I know where I want to go. I know my purpose and my reason. Let me sit down and really analyze, do I have the support network to help me? Okay, what is, where is my child at? How can I support my child in their language learning? Do I need to find a nanny? Do I need to have my abuela come more often? Do I need to myself practice Spanish more? Do I need to look into classes? Do I need to look into virtual classes? Like now you can start looking at all the things that you need and can do in order to start implementing the language at home or, you know, outside of, of, of the home. So now step four is really going to be the place where you can start to implement and take action with your child. But in order to get to step four, you have to do step one, step two, and step three. Because if you just start at step two, you know what you want, but you don't know where you're at or you don't understand what's driving you there, then you're going to want to give up early. If you start in step four, really just doing, doing things without purpose, purpose without reason, then you're going to be chasing your tail because you're just going to be trying different things, but you're not really going to understand what your intentions are with the language. So they all go hand in hand. So this is where you begin. You begin by taking the time to address step one, step two, and step three. And then when you're ready to implement step four, you are empowered. And now you can sit and now you can sit and implement and create a plan and a strategy. Did that help? I hope that helped. So I will say that this is all stuff that I teach in my bilingual parenting course, how to raise a child practically using their natural abilities. These are all things that I teach in my course and I go way beyond these three steps. I give you and teach you the strategies that you can begin implementing all the way from the time that you are pregnant to the time they are six years old with regardless of where your child is at in this journey. And I'm very proud of this course. So I will provide a link for you if you are ready to take that next step and really start the new year empowered, really start the new year gifting your child the gift of a second language. My course is about inspiring motivation and teaching you the tools that you need in order to help you stay consistent, committed, 
confident in your journey. It is not a language course. It is not like teach them estas palabras en español. That is not what this course is about. This course is to empower you as a mom or dad to raise a bilingual child in a way that works for you and your family because every family is different. And when you are raising a bilingual child, the scenarios in the family uh, structure can be so different that there isn't a cookie cutter approach. And if somebody tells you that this way is better than I'm telling you, it Every family is different and it has been my experience working with parents, my experience interviewing uh, dozens of moms and language specialists. The scenarios are so different that when you learn to tune into what works for your family, that is how you can be the most successful in this bilingual parenting journey or multilingual parenting journey, which is my journey. So te invito, I invite you to check out the course. You can check it out at milegacy.thinkific.com. I will provide a link in the show notes or you can visit milegacy.com and click on courses. And I also invite you to take my free 2023 bilingual parenting vision board workshop that is happening uh, next Saturday, January 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific time. It is totally free. I will teach you how to create a vision plan for the year, a bilingual language vision plan. I will likely also, you will hear some of the stuff that I'm addressing here again, but that's okay because it's stuff that needs to be ingrained and repeated so that you can implement it into your life. Okay, así que con eso te dejo. I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you have an even better new year. Hablando español, educando hijos que hablen español, empoderándolos con un lenguaje y que sean orgullosos de sus raíces y de dónde vienen. Un beso bien grande. Hasta la próxima. Así es. Chao, chao. Hey, I gotta ask you, are you trying to raise a bilingual child que habla español? Or have you just given up? Do you feel alone or frustrated in this journey? Do you think your child just doesn't want to learn or you don't have the time? Well, if that sounds like you, then the online course I created, How to Raise a Bilingual Child Practically, is for you. Por fin, a course by a mom for a mom. A course designed with you and your busy lifestyle in mind. One that you can take in the comfort of your home as early or as late as you want that will give you practical tools and take you through this bilingual parenting journey. I'm not gonna lie, I get vulnerable and take you down my own journey raising a multilingual child, but I offer you real takeaway tips, show you how to create and implement a plan that works for you, not fulanito or peranito, and offer you the secret to staying committed, consistent, and confident in this journey. Plus, so much more. So are you ready to take this journey with me? You ready to see your child hablar con sus abuelos? Are you ready to hear the words one day, Mami, Papi, gracias por este regalo del español. Yo espero que sí. Visit milegacy.com and click on courses to enroll today. Ahí te espero.